0: Hello, and welcome to Bondi Nights, a podcast recorded in Bondi at night. And let's get right into it. Uh, I had another interaction with, uh, 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 you know, in a situation where I was trying to return something that I wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, And I talked about this previously in the episode called Guzman, or Guzman, Karen, where I tried to return, and was able to return, although I only got an exchange, not an not a straight refund. Uh, a mighty cheese scroll from Woolworths uh, that I returned because it was not a cheesy Might scroll, and I didn't. I failed to read the uh, read the, uh, the 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 th- the small print. The small print that that was like, this is an imitation, cheesy might. This isn't as good. I didn't read it, bought it, returned it, got an exchange. That was fine by me. But it is always a conf- confrontational thing to return something that has been used. There's never a problem when you return something that is unopened. But when you've used it, there's always gonna be a little you're gonna get a little bit of a grilling, you know they're gonna at least express kind of like uh, mild frustration with you, even if you have a completely legitimate reason for wanting to return it like that you thought it was a cheesy mite and it was a mighty cheese uh and uh this is a i mean this isn't quite as cut and dry though. Uh, because I feel like I may be a little bit at fault in this scenario, but I wanted to bring it to the tribunal of the listenership of Bondi Nights to see what they think. Maybe this is a, an attempt for me to to just unburden myself of my sins. You know, I don't. I, I'm not a Catholic. I don't have the privilege of going to a kind of Uh, solitary confessional booth and speaking to the uh, priest through the grate. I don't have that, I've just got the grate of the microphone um, mesh that tries to like prevent uh, particulates from getting into the microphone of this digital voice recorder and the priest in this scenario is obviously uh, whoever's listening to this. You are the priest, and I encourage you to email Bondinights at gmail.com or Twitter at Bondi um, and tell me how many rosaries I need to say, you know because I'm sure it's going to be at least a few, but I'll let you decide. I don't want to, I don't want a priest, what is it, priest-splain how many rosaries I deserve. Uh, or like the religious equivalent of playing the doctor, which I was accused of actually recently by a GP. Um, because I like brought, basically like I, I was like, here's what I'm pretty sure I have um i just need like a referral form to see a specialist uh and he was like whoa whoa you're playing the doctor i'm the doctor here um, which it was which was 100% true i was playing the doctor and and i can understand why that doctor was frustrated with me just like i could understand why the bono nights listenership may be frustrated with me for ...suggesting that I'm definitely going to have to do some rosaries... ...because maybe, you know, they will find that I'm completely innocent. But, I digress. So here's what happened. Yesterday morning, I was making my breakfast smoothie... ...as I do every morning. But I wasn't really paying attention, you know? Some mornings, like, I'm, j- I'm, I'm very, like, deliberate... I'm putting the exact quantities in, you know, and some, some days I'm just throwing it all in, not measuring stuff out. And this is, this can be a problem. And this has been a problem in the past because I own (sighs) the blender that I own is, or, or did own, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling the story by revealing this information, but I no longer own this blender. Uh this blender was that one of those kinds of kind of bullet blenders it wasn't the brand bullet which i am pretty sure there's a brand there's a brand called magic bullet and i think they like sort of pioneered this kind of shape for a blender that you know the one where it's like the the cup is like you like put it upside down and then twist it to turn it on uh, it was one of those, but it was actually the brand Ninja. And it was a good quality blender. I mean, it w- it wasn't very expensive because I got it, like, it was significantly discounted because I got it after Christmas. Uh, but it was a good quality blender. The problem with this blender that I didn't anticipate at the time that I bought it was that it wasn't big enough. You know, it was, uh, it was a 600ml sort of cup thing, Uh, and my breakfast shakes, because I only eat two meals a day, I eat a wet, uh, like a liquid meal, i.e. shake for breakfast, and I eat a solid meal, i.e. dinner, uh, for dinner, wait, I eat a solid meal, i.e. dinner for dinner. No, that doesn't really make sense. But I eat a solid meal for dinner is what I'm trying to say. And so I, I'm i eating the liquid meal for breakfast and that's my shake. And this isn't, by the way, this isn't like a sort of diet that I read online. I just made this up. This is, it works for me, a two meal a day kind of situation. But the, but the thing, the kicker, the thing that's essential about this to work is you have to eat the breakfast late. You can't have it as soon as you wake up in the morning because then you'll be hungry before dinner time. You have to eat a late breakfast. I'm talking like pretty much like an early lunch, uh, what you would call like brunch, liquid brunch. I mean, the liquid brunch and then like an early dinner or even like a linner maybe, although it's probably just an early dinner, not quite a dinner. Um... So, my liquid brunch i'm having you know i'm having around eleven o'clock a m and um and so it's gotta be big you know it's gotta satiate me uh until until five six p m you know so i gotta eat uh, you gotta i gotta be drinking a lot of calories. And specifically a lot of protein in order to to go the distance and so what that entails is two scoops of I'm just gonna tell you exactly what's in my breakfast shake Um, but the key ingredient is two scoops of egg white protein powder Um, because I am dairy I'm allergic to dairy so I can't eat whey protein powder and I don't like the vegan pea-based protein powder. I think it's kind of chalky and and like it just doesn't it just it's it's not um what's the word like uh like it doesn't pack the punch in terms of protein content that animal products do and egg, egg protein is, is next to Cassian and whey protein, it's like, it's like the next best one, basically, uh, and it's, and not many people, it's kind of like, it's kind of slept on, like not a lot of people are up on the, the, uh, egg protein powder, and, uh, it, but but it does have one thing that's really not going for it that doesn't have going for it and that's that it tastes really bad. Like gross. And so you need to be adding in a lot of other stuff to kind of mask the gross egg taste. Uh, so I'm adding in brown sugar. I'm adding in cocoa powder. I'm adding in peanut butter and then i'm also putting in uh... frozen banana slices ice cubes and uh... cashew cashew milk that's my breakfast shake and it's got to be big that's key you know uh... and and just to go back to what i was saying the Ninja blender that I bought in the post-Christmas sale wasn't big enough for my, for my liquid brunch needs, you know. Uh, it's just a 600ml blender. I'm going to need at least a liter of, of this stuff to get me to dinner time. And you might say, like, why don't you just make two shakes? but after that first shake it's very difficult to bring myself to make a second and i have to make two different sized ones cuz i'm not going to be drinking two full size 600 ml ones that's just too much uh, so i got to i got to just do I, and i've just been having one and and just kind of snacking to get me dinner time really and then sometimes eating eating out for lunch you know it hasn't been ideal and I have always regretted buying that blender because I I knew like even kind of when I bought it I I realized like it wasn't ideal but it was just like the most heavily discounted one and I was just sort of like I'll just make two shakes but I never ended up doing that so uh this, so basically, like to sum to summarize, this this incident that I'm about to discuss has been a long time in the making, basically. And what happened was, I was just like, you know, as often happens, like I'm I'm filling this blender right up to capacity. You know that limit. There's 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 this line on the blender that says like, do not fill above this line. Um, and I, and I often go a little bit over it and that seems to be okay, but today, yesterday I just went way over it and I was way past the do not fill above this line line and the blender started to, you know, smoke and make like gnarly grinding noises and smell like like broken blender, basically, uh, because you know you fill it too too full, and the mechanism it just puts too much pressure on the mechanism that's like twisting the the blades, and it fucks it fucks everything up, and that's what happened. I broke the blender, uh, and it wasn't fair wear and tear like this was me uh disregarding the 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 like clear warning in the manual and it, not even just in the manual it's on the physical blender it tells you don't go above this line so i couldn't argue if like if i was faced with like someone who actually wanted to to like Uh, you know, when they, when they ship the blender back to the, to the repairs team and they're like, what, what, what happened to this blender? And they'll probably come complete the repairs team. I mean, not the repairs team, but whoever like takes back these blenders. I don't know if they would even do like investigations on the blender, but if they did, they would probably find the, you, the owner, the, the customer, Uh, didn't use this blender correctly and broke it. And that wasn't our fault. And this refund shouldn't have been given. But, of course, like, they're not going to test the blender in the store. And so, yeah. I'm sort of already giving away what happened. But, so, I... As soon as this happened, I went online and I was like... Harvey Norman... Where's the next sort of most expensive... Not, not, I mean, like, where's a blender that actually has a decent capacity? Like, what's the best blender they have sort of in the 1.2 to 1.5 liter range? Let me get that one. And then I realized that I could just return this blender because it, because I'd had it for under a year and it was still under warranty. So I put the blender in... Like just a regular plastic bag and and I was walking and I started my walk to the Bondi Junction, Westfield, Harvey Dorman, where I would face off with what I always imagine is going to be a much more sort of intense scrutinizing uh than I than ever really occurs. Um, and, and I, and I, in my head, I was, like, trying to, like, work myself up into a state of righteous indignation about, like, why I deserved a refund. Even though I knew deep down that I didn't deserve the refund, I was trying to work myself up into, like, a belief that I did so that I would be able to you know present myself in like an in, in like a sort of uh in such a way that they'll be like oh better give this guy a refund i even like dressed you know i uh, initially like i i went out wearing shorts board shorts you know and a t-shirt and then I, I was like, actually no, I should wear really nice clothes because they'll they'll think they'll think that I'm like really rich if I wear rich guy clothes and and they'll be like, Ooh, gotta give this guy a refund, not piss him off, because if we lose his business, you know, he might not buy his next couch. Uh with us, and that will be way more, worth way more than this blender. You know, that was my my rationale for, like, dressing up for the occasion. So I wore my nicest coat, because it was actually quite cold, unseasonably cold. And, um, and I, like, yeah, I was walking, trying to work myself up into a state of righteous indignation. But, of course, I didn't have, like, the excuse of that the Blender had actually been defective because I knew, obviously, that it was my fault and not the Blender's fault. Um, So the only thing I could fall back on uh, was the fact that Harvey Norman was in a controversy with the Australian government about not giving back their JobKeeper. Uh, And if anyone is listening to this who is an Australian... Just real quick, uh, we had like a, during the coronavirus, um, a policy where if a business, you know, to keep them from, from laying off all of their staff during the lockdown period, um, in, if the business instead uh, elected to do this thing called JobKeeper, basically their staff were still paid as if they were working the same number of hours that they had been working before the lockdown started so they received all this money sort of in expectation that they were going to take like this huge financial hit and no i'm not saying harvey norman wasn't the only one who was a beneficiary of this policy like a lot of companies were um but Harvey Norman, for some reason, was like one of the biggest ones that initially refused to give back any of that money to the to the government when they posted like record profits um and then eventually the head office did give some job keeper back, and I remembered that sort of on my on my walk where I was like, "Oh, I can't really use the job keeper excuse to like rationalize my." sort of, um, deceptive, uh, sort of, uh, actions, um, and dishonest and deceptive actions. They actually did give back some of their JobKeeper, but then I remembered that only the head office did, and the franchises, of which the Bondi Junction Harvey Norman is one, did not give back any of the JobKeeper, and I was like, that's it. I'm, like, basically Robin Hood. Stealing from the rich, job keeper, thieves, uh Bondo Junction, Harvey Norman, and giving to the poor, i.e. myself. Um and uh and that was it. I was like Righteous indignation achieved, get to the store, um basically was served by this Brazilian Woman who is probably like a backpacker or like on a work visa um she was just like incredibly overwhelmed and stressed out because the store was like massively understaffed um which is like part of a broader trend in the in the retail landscape where like these businesses are having trouble getting staff um partly because of our international border being closed to visa, work visa holders, but also partly because of the quote-unquote great resignation. Um, But this isn't a topic I really want to go into. Long story short, this Brazilian holiday work visa person was very overwhelmed, didn't really have much interest in scrutinizing the state or the condition of the blender, just accepted what I said, like, instantly, um, just basically wanted to get me out of the door because she was so stressed out, and uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool, um, get my blender, that's the end of it, so ne- didn't have to have, like, a a Karen moment, didn't have to ask to speak to the manager just got my blender paid like 70 bucks on top of it you know I got the exchange but then I had to pay an extra seventy because the new blender is is a bit is a bit more expensive than than the one that I I bought um previously uh, even though it was discounted by thirty dollars Um. and 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 rightfully so it is a much better blender and it is a, a much bigger blender which is which is the main thing right but it kind of got me thinking and what i want to conclude uh but this kind of ends the portion of the episode where you can judge my my uh sins uh what you know how how guilty was i for this you know what penance do I have to do, Um, you know, email or tweet, uh, DM me. Uh, But basically what I wanted to kind of conclude with is I think, like, in an earlier stage of my life, I would have looked at this woman, uh, this Brazilian woman who was, like, really stressed out and was like, I'm doing the job of five people kind of thing. And, and felt, like, kind of sorry for her, right? Because it's, like, she, she clearly isn't enjoying her life right now. But then, but you know what? I've met enough people who have that kind of attitude of, like, I'm doing the job of five people right now kind of thing. And, like, affecting a kind of frustration um, and, like, annoyance but deep down are like yeah i'm I'm awesome, you know, I'm doing the job of five fucking people, and like there was even another customer who was being served by this other male cash male Harvey Norman worker who like didn't know the answer to the question that that this other female customer was putting to him and he was like oh you need to ask this girl that was serving me this Brazilian girl she's the expert in this and she's like don't even talk to me right now I'm doing the job of five people you know like to, to this guy and um, and the woman the woman who was like asking the question the the customer was like yeah, she's, yes, like, she was basically just, like, yes, this, you're, you're a queen, you know, kind of thing, like, boss, uh, girl boss kind of thing, like, uh, very, like, uh, encouraging of the fact that she was, like, she was, like, obviously the person in the store in the know, um, you know, and I and I was like yassing along with her because I'm getting my blender, <laughs> like no questions asked. So I was just like loving, loving this this like empowered, you know, woman. But uh, but I guess like to bring bring it back to this sort of attitude of like I'm I'm annoyed. But I'm also sort of, like, relishing this feeling of, like, you know, I'm carrying this organization right now. Like, if it weren't for me, everything would be going to shit. And I'm not saying this to, like, try to belittle this, this, this woman or anything. I'm, you know, I've been, I've been this person, you know, at times in my life. that The person that's, like, you know, Atlas with the Earth... On his shoulders, you know, and just like, just like, ugh, you know, if it weren't for me, kind of thing. But like deep down, there is definitely a kind of like, sa- like a kind of pleasure that is felt by a person in this scenario, and it it actually is funny because it reminded me of a friend of mine who is also Brazilian, also a very capable, intelligent young woman, and she, uh, it was, and also a Brazilian, uh, in Australia on a working holiday visa who works, like, multiple jobs, and she was, like, she has, like, a very similar attitude, I think, which is just, like, she's just so, she gets so into it, you know, like, when she's working, she's, like, really in emotionally invested like in the um in the like what do, what do you call it? Like the sales targets. You know? Like she was telling me she worked at this menswear clothing store in Parramatta and she doesn't even live close to Parramatta. That's just kind of where the job was. She had to schlep it all the way to Parramatta from from the inner west where she lives. And she um but she was like genuinely like happy and proud that that store that she works at, and you know, in no small part due to her own efforts, was like dominating all the other stores in terms of like, um, yeah, sales. And she she was she just crushes it, you know, as a saleswoman. You know, um, and, and not even, like, in a manipulative way, like, when men come in and, like, want to get sort of, uh, attention given to them by, like, an attractive young Brazilian, uh, uh, like, employee, but, but she definitely, like, she definitely hustles is what I'm trying to say, um, And like, and she, and, and I remember like when we were talking about this, like a, like a group of friends, um, we were all like talking about this and she was, she was saying like, yeah, I get so into it. And, um, and, but I, but she's also like so exhausted by it. Like she was just really tired from all the jobs that she has to work. And I just felt like part of the reason she was so exhausted was because she, like, really gets emotionally invested in, like, how, you know, in, in like, how well she does her job, basically. And uh, myself and, like, this other guy who kind of, like, uh, I think, feel like he and I kind of share this sort of much, m- much less enthused attitude towards uh, labor. Um were sort of like, yeah, I, I, or I don't know, I don't want to speak for him, but I was definitely like, I, whenever I find myself in the past, whenever I've found myself like getting invested in sort of like how much I sell or how good of a job I do at a job, it's, I almost sort of get disgusted with myself because it's like, who cares? Like, it doesn't... It's not like I'm working on commission. This doesn't make a difference to to me. This isn't in my self-interest to work hard, basically, at this job. The only reason that I would is out of this sort of, like, abstract sense of, like, wanting to do a good day's work and, like, basically, like, Protestant work ethic. Which I... I think I have, like... You know, there is a part of me that does want to do a good day's work and, like, have pride in my work and stuff. But there's also a part of me that, like, observes people who are like that and observes, like, how tired they get as a result of how, how into it they get. And I just think, like, I don't want to burn out for, like, any job. Like, I want to do – I feel like that there is – you know, because there is, like, a – there is, like, a pride in, like, giving it your all, right? And that is, like, an admirable thing. I'm not detracting from, like, someone who just, like, goes full bore, 110%, like, workhorse kind of style approach to work. But I also feel like there is a kind of subtle – beauty or like a subtle um craft of like not working very hard <laughs> and even as i say that i'm just like oh god I can't imagine like some people hearing this and just being like oh kids these days